0: Welcome to the Imposter Syndrome.
1: All right, hello everyone. Um, this is the Imposter Syndrome with Darren. What's up, guys? Saroosh here.
2: Hey everyone, this is Parham. My name is Bobby.
1: My name is Armand. What up, y'all, Spencer? Yeah. So, thank you for checking in. Um, thank you for being here. Um, before we go into the, today's topic, just want to kind of give an overview of what this podcast will be about. Um, we're pretty much just MS1s, or maybe future, uh, future MS2s or MS3s can join this too, and as we evolve into MS2s and MS3s, we probably will hopefully continue this too. Um, but we're pretty much, this is a space for us to kind of um, vent about how med school has been for us. Um, things that have, topics that uh, I think maybe pre-meds or uh, other med students are curious about how uh, med school is for us. Um, So this is a place that we can share and share experiences and things like that. Um, And uh, that's kind of just the general thing. And we'll also be touching on topics for uh, people that aren't in med school that maybe want to uh, be in med school um, and ways of getting there and uh, tips, tricks, uh, and advice, I guess. Um, But so for today, we will be, since it's our first episode, we'll be kind of talking about uh, how med school has been for us. And... um, uh, and kind of talking about a little bit something called Imposter Syndrome, which is the name of our podcast. Uh, it's something that I feel like uh, especially med students have been uh, dealing with, uh, and maybe in other professions too. So uh, we'll, be, we'll be kind of talking about that for, uh, for today's episode. Um, so without further ado, let's go into kind of how med school has been. Uh, I'll, I'll start. Um, we, let's do like one pleasant surprise and one unpleasant surprise um, for me, one pleasant surprise in med school, uh, again, before, before I start, uh, med school is, has been four months for us, mm-hmm. um, so it's been short, but it's also been a lot as an as in information that uh, has given to us and things that we're going through right now. Um, so I'll go with my pleasant surprise. Uh, I am genuinely su- surprised in, at the amount of great people I've met at school. Um, each and every day, I'm pushed and motivated and inspired to do better, um, and I feel like everyone. Um, I can, I can, I feel like I can talk to everyone, and I, I feel like I can uh, hang out and be with everyone, uh, without any hesitation. To be honest, um, and I think that's very unique and very. Uh, so I'm extremely grateful each and every day, which is uh, has been a pleasant surprise for me. Uh, another unpleasant surprise is uh, I don't want to say this is a surprise because I've kind of felt like school would. Med school would be hard, but one thing I did realize uh, realize quickly in the beginning of med school is that I have to put in the work every day, um, and I don't necessarily have to understand concepts that I learn every day, but I just need to make sure that I uh, put in the effort every day to uh, learn something new, and I think that kind of goes well with uh, being a physician, which is all about lifelong learning and um, something like that. So it's it's just the that that's the kind of the unpleasant um, surprise of uh, the continuous work and grind that I think. we're we're signing up to do. Um, I will pass it on to, who wants to go next? I guess I'll pass it on to Sroosh. We'll just go around the circle.
3: Nike Sroosh.
0: That's
3: me. Beep beep.
0: we got to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they don't find me on Instagram. <laughs> oh, shit. Is that your yeah. <laughs> yeah, med school's been great. Med school's been uh, absolutely fantastic. I was definitely surprised, pleasantly surprised, because I thought that there would be a lot of individualism coming into med school. A lot of people doing their own thing, they have their one-track mind, but it's been actually the opposite. It seems like everyone's on board and on the same page. And of course there's going to be cliques everywhere you go and there's going to be different groups, but it seems like, in general, everyone's helping everyone. Everyone's each other's friend. No matter what group you're in, it seems like groups are helping each other. It's just, it's been a very, very awesome community to be a part of. And like Darren said, family is the right word I would say to describe it. It's, it's rare to go to professional schools, let alone med schools, where you can get this kind of thing. So it's been very refreshing. I've definitely felt like I've grown from it, and people have inspired me to be to be better. Honestly, I often go to Spencer and I'm like, "Bro, you're too good of a guy. Like, I need to be more like you." But Spencer thinks he's a piece of shit. I, I don't agree. I think, Spencer, I think Spencer's hacks. a great great guy, and um, yeah, I just like I feel like in general everyone's kind of bringing out the best versions of each other out, and inspiring each other to to do better in every facet of life. So that's been the best part of med school for me. Obviously, it's challenging. We all know it's challenging, but that's been the best part. It's like growth beyond your knowledge and beyond medicine. Personal growth is a big part of med school, which has been really refreshing, I would say. Unpleasant surprise. I didn't think of that one so far. Um, Unpleasant surprise, you know, being away from family is difficult sometimes. I I don't have anyone here except for, uh, for you guys in my class so it's it's tough I see people who have family out here and they hang out with them on the weekends or they drive like an hour or two to see them but you know for me it's about six hours away so it's definitely challenging but I feel like the support is good enough here to keep me sane until that time comes where I can see them for the holidays but yeah that's definitely the, the biggest challenge being far away from everyone just want to let you know that
4: you always have a family with us so, you know, we're, we're always here. We're, we're always a phone call away. Thanks, fam. So, yeah, um, I guess going back to med school, uh, I think it's been crazy that we've been in here for four months. Um, on some level, it feels like we still don't know anything. But then when you think about the amount of information that we get to learn and uh, like conceptualize, uh, you start realizing that you've actually learned quite a bit. I think the other day someone was asking me a question and just intrinsically I said something and then I was like oh that is the answer and and it's just like it's somewhere in the back of your brain but it's just funny how med school works out. Um, I guess with regards to the pleasant surprise, um, definitely echo the sentiment of the class and the people and the com- camaraderie that we have within us. Um, just. On top of that, I want to talk a little bit about the support we get um, in our class um, from you know the faculty and from everyone that's at the school to sort of help propel us to become the best doctors possible. Um, that was one thing I didn't get in my undergrad. I went to a pretty big undergrad, and um, there wasn't that much um, support from the faculty, and even reaching out to like different professors was so difficult. Um, but now um at the medical school we have uh these academic coaches that sit down and meet with us to make sure we have our goals aligned we have something called the office of medical education that helps to sort of tailor um our study design and our study habits um in order to get the best results possible um and on top of that um the school is taking a lot of feedback that um where we can tell them that you know we like things or we don't and they're really reiterating making sure that we're getting the best experience possible so i think that's was such a pleasant surprise and realizing the amount of support we have to grow into the best doctors um moving on to i guess unpleasant surprises i think um one of the few things is i wish i knew how much more i needed to study i think i obviously heard like oh medical school is difficult and you're going to be studying a lot more but I think I didn't realize the extent of it until you sort of um, are sort of thrown in the deep end, and um, we'll definitely talk a little bit more about you know the study adapt adoptions that you know we needed to take, um, but uh, just I think the biggest thing was realizing that there's so much more that you know we had to change in the way that we studied from um, you know our undergrad education to now into like medical school, but with that all being said, I'm gonna pa- pass it all over to Bobby. <laughs> It uh, was
2: actually really beautifully said, and that kind of hit me on all levels, honestly. Like, once you started talking about your undergrad, too, that kind of threw it back to um, kind of the reason why I chose to do a pre-matriculation program here, here at school. Um, this is a program that was um, three weeks, and it was prior to beginning our first block of medical school, and it kind of, like, gave me a good idea of what to expect and kind of how the school is able to help us succeed. And doing that program really made me understand a lot about our school and what they value in the students and how they can how they can help us in all these different ways and just through that program I've made so much progress like in medical school and I'm very very happy with how everything's come out and if I compare it to undergrad especially um, I kind of want to talk about this right now but my my first year at undergrad it was at a big school I had a 3.0 GPA at the end of my like Fall and winter quarters. I used beep, beep. And after going through like a lot of difficulty and hardships. I tried to reach out to like counselors and guidance there, and there was very minimal help and support, and I really didn't know what to do. And just having that start in college really pushed me to want to do better, especially now in professional school. And just our just the amount of support and guidance that our school has is unprecedented to what I've been exposed to, and that's really paved the way for me now and just the people here as well, like exactly what Darren and Parham said, everyone has been so great, so helpful, and this is unlike any experience I've had before.
1: And it's been
2: that, very pleasant, yeah.
1: I think touching on the whole support from the school, I think uh, outside of academics, I think it's it's been a lot of other res- support in terms of like wellness and uh, too, yeah. to, like things that help, uh, I guess, with the mental illness issue and like the mental health of med students, which is, Sometimes vary, and I think a lot of uh, doctors and preceptors that are in our school um, realize the intensity of what we're going through. And like, at least the preceptor at the uh, student clinic that I'm in, um, he said like, "Oh yeah, we're, we can accommodate for your like final schedule. And like, it, if you really just tell us that you, you need to study for something, yeah. like it's fine. You don't have to show up for that weekend. And like, we understand. But just let us know, type of thing. And it's like it's cool that there's like a almost cohesive like understanding of, hey, like." It's, it's hard, we get it, and we can adjust for that type of thing. Yeah. But, sorry. Yeah, exactly. sorry to interrupt. No, 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 but yeah. that, was, that was perfect. That <laughs> yeah. was a really good prelude, yeah. yeah. But yeah, con- think, continue with your... Yeah.
2: Um, no, I think that really summed it up well. And I'm just really happy to be a part of this right now. And to be here with you guys and have people that constantly motivate me and make me want to do better. Not only academically, but personally as well. And that's something I continue to strive for every day. I'm just really happy to be a part of this. Like everyone here in this room, everyone in our class, like it empowers me. I'm just really, really blessed for that. Yeah. What's one unpleasant surprise? Oh, you're gonna hit me like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Unpleasant surprise. Um I feel like anatomy ending was really an unpleasant surprise because everyone was saying that, oh, you know, like the work will be a lot lighter and like med school will be a lot more chill. But anatomy ending was like kind of disuniting i miss like i miss it a lot like i miss having everyone in one room like working working together whether it's just like working on one one project in your like or table or like going to collaborate with another group and just like talking to others just having that like three hour window like twice or three days a week that really made like a huge difference in my life and like just having all that like involvement i really miss that here, I'm gonna pass it over to the birthday boy. <laughs> birthday boy!
5: What's up guys? Um, so let's see, a pleasant surprise for med school. I'm actually really surprised with how much control I have over my schedule. Uh, fortunately, they really, um, they really push you to do what's good for you and what I mean by that is like, at our school, all the lectures are recorded, so uh, a lot of them are not required. So me personally, I like to sleep in and wake up late And uh, for a lot of classes in college and high school, you just couldn't do that. But here in med school, I really get to take control over my own schedule, Uh, wake up whenever I want. Um, As soon as I'm up, you know, shower, have my coffee, and then uh, just study all day. So I think being able to uh, work school around my schedule and how I operate the best is uh, a really pleasant surprise. I was expecting to be sleep deprived every day, having to wake up at 8 a.m., being class for nine hours and then study afterwards, but it's really not like that. Um, I, I, I think that really uh, has allowed me to do what's most efficient for me in terms of watching lectures at a high speed and just doing a lot of flashcards. Um, so yeah, that's that's one pleasant surprise. Another one Is actually um, how social everyone is here. I thought everyone would be very, uh, you know, in the books. You know, I thought that uh, we'd all be slaving away, which we are slaving away. But, um, you know, when we see each other on campus, when we see each other in the library, we'll have long, good conversations, you know, catching up. Uh, we do stuff like this where we meet up for a podcast and just catch up with each other. Um, you know, and on the weekends, like today after a quiz, we're, we have a lot of social events planned this weekend. It's gonna be, it's gonna be really, really fun. It's, it's nice working really hard with these people and then also going out and socializing and you know, having a drink or going out, um, go, just going out to fun events with these people. So I'm really fortunate that um, I'm at a place that uh, has you know, people who are down. Um, for for lack of a better word. Um, okay. So I gave you three pleasant surprises. Unpleasant surprises would be, um, actually like in the beginning of the school year, I was really like overwhelmed with how much information we had to learn. Um, I felt like no matter how much I was studying, uh, um, like in a few instances, I wasn't getting the results I wanted and I just thought, how is this possible? I don't think I can humanly work any harder than this. And it felt like I hit a wall, and that was like my first—that uh, was my first encounter with like a really bad like anxiety attack and stuff. So that was very, very unpleasant. Just feeling super overwhelmed with school, um, but everything turned out okay. You know, um, you know, I did fine on that actual exam. I just—I pushed me to work harder, and ever since then, I've had this—this um, this, what's this like, demeanor uh, towards school that like everything's going to be all right. Everyone here at the school, the faculty, the students are here to make sure you pass, make sure you graduate, make sure you become a good doctor, and you're not going to fall through the cracks. You know, As long as you put in the work and as long as you're self-motivated, which I'm sure all of us are, and I'm sure y- you listening are too, um, as long as you're motivated, you're going to achieve your goals. And remembering that and taking the time to take care of yourself is something I really learned and something I live in, in med school. Um, yeah, I'd say that was an unpleasant surprise that took uh took a turn and actually taught me a lesson. So um yeah, that's that's it for me. What about you? Spence.
3: Yeah. Okay. That was very well said. Honestly, everyone everyone is so well spoken. It's uh it's tough to follow. Um shoot. Pleasant surprise, I would say Kind of ever You guys covered stuff super well, but I'll, I'll say some of the things that stuck out to me initially, and I think because we all had similar ideas, it, it really means it's true. It must be a truth about it. But kind of like what you were just saying, Armin, about uh, the people, I kind of had this vision of not really knowing who I was going to be around uh, coming in, and especially before interviews, I don't know if anyone had this experience, but I was kind of going into interviews like, okay, I have one, so I'm pretty social. I feel like I'll be good. I'll have maybe a leg up hopefully. And you walk in and like, I don't know how every interview group is, but most of them, people are pretty chill. Like I felt like a lot of the interview people were just like super normal and very fun to talk to and nice. And when I encountered that, I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> I was like, maybe it's not an advantage. Maybe they really do pick people who are just awesome. Um, overall, like very well balanced people, just cool people. And I think that holds very true. Um, just looking around at our whole class, just looking around in Everyone here is just super cool. Loves to learn, enjoys studying, works hard, very ambitious, but also like really likes to have fun with each other. Uh, love to laugh. Like people just love to do stuff. I love the versatility of things people like to do too, which is cool. Kind of like <clears throat> you guys had mentioned as well. Um, another pleasant surprise, kind of to touch on kind of what you were saying, Bobby, about the going from beep, beep. To here. Um, the the support and fairness that they give us is, is it was tough to grasp at first. Um, just one specific thing that stood out was like, even though we have so much to study, and it is a lot, uh, how, how fair they are in tests. And I don't even mean fair like easy, but I mean fair like what they teach is like pretty much what they actually test on. And uh, there's some, there's small details sometimes, but it's not like, you know, one little bullet point on a slide, or it's not like, what like size four font letters on one diagram that you have to like memorize because it was like that. I mean, you you had it was wild. You never knew what they were gonna test on. You knew that they didn't necessarily, you know, some people, not every professor, but some didn't care how well you did. You were just some a number. Um and I feel like that plays into the last pleasant surprise, which is like there's so many moments. Every moment that I hit, kinda like what you were saying, Armin, about it's gonna be all right. Like I've had so many moments where there was something that was coming, like a test or an exam or something nerve-wracking, and every time it's really been like a, it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be all right, and and that was not the same in undergrad. It was like I don't know if it's gonna be okay, like it might not. Like things felt like they were the whole world. You know what I mean? Uh, and I think whether it's whether it's just time or experience or the environment, which I think does play a big role, I feel like I constantly be like you know it's gonna be okay. Sure, it's hard, but it's gonna be okay. And I and I that's been very a big pleasant surprise. Um, unpleasant? Oh man. I don't know. It really there hasn't there haven't been too many unpleasant things to be honest. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know if we can come back on this, but mm-hmm. but I don't really have one. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's good. Don't say sorry. Yeah. You're having okay. a great time in med school. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um thank you for all for sharing. I'm glad everyone's enjoying their time in med school. Um I'm definitely enjoying being with you guys. it um, been a lot of fun. Uh, but on to our next topic, uh, let's talk about why we called this podcast Imposter Syndrome, and let's kind of brief uh, not briefly, but talk about um, how we define imposter syndrome in previous experiences and how we have dealt with it so far in med school, if that was the case, or in previous experiences. Um, again, I'll probably just start off. Um, for me, imposter syndrome is... I think something you experience when you get uh, pushed into a group that you weren't previously in, and it's a, it's kind of like a, a feeling that you have of almost like a newcomer and trying to um, feel some some kind of belonging in a group. Um, I think this is a, I think this is common in a lot of uh, professions or phases in life. Um, and I think most people have experienced this. For me, I think it's like it's it's common in the med school and medicine and medical field because we're at least for me, being from like an undergrad institution and being pushed into like a, a medical school and kind of being immediately uh, welcomed into a prestigious pr- profession um, and a very honorable profession. Um, there are certain days and uh, periods of time in med school where I've felt like, oh wait, like, do I actually like kind of deserve this or belong in here type of thing? Because it is, it, it is kind of something to step up to. Um, for me, I've, I've realized that it, it's kind of common in my life that I've done this, um, and I, I'm, I'm, again, I, I think most people have done this, been through this feeling in their life. Um, but for me, uh, in high school, I played two years of football, and then after that, I did three years of swim. Um, so, th- as a football person going to swim, it's immediately like, oh, like you're why are you swimming. Like, you can just kind of do like the imagery of that, like, why are you here? Like, um, do you actually think you can be a good swimmer? Type of like feeling, type of thing. So like an outcast. Um, and I ended up at- after uh, three years of swim, I ended up becoming the swim captain of my uh, swim team, and. Um, that was like a very like uh, rewarding process for me, and then in um, college uh, I went I walked onto the rowing team uh, for you, and um, as a walk on it was also like there was recruits and walk ons uh, kind of practicing together and it was almost like trying to earn your spot on the team, um, and I think I think from those two experiences I've learned that how at least how I deal with imposter syndrome or going into a new environment is. Um, I'm just gonna work hard and I'm just gonna make sure that I earn it every single day and I'm gonna make sure that um, every that I that every single night when I go home and I sleep, I feel like I um, I have done everything that I can to to earn a spot here um, and that that may sound exhausting and I'm not saying that I do this every day and sometimes I do have days where I take breaks and slack off unintentionally sometimes um, but I think as a general mindset that has helped me a lot in trying to um, deal with imposter syndrome and um, yeah that's kind of how I've uh, conceptualized imposter syndrome and kind of coped with it. Um, I'll probably just pass it on to the next guy ne- the guy next to me Sarush.
0: Yeah, How would I describe imposter syndrome? I feel like the best way to describe it is just a feeling of inadequacy and anxiety at times. Uh, it's, it's easy to compare yourself to people in any aspect of life, whether it's your career, school, you know, family, just day-to-day life. It's easy to compare yourself to people you see on TV that you deal with in the day-to-day. So that's the, one of the biggest challenges, not just in school, but in life that you have to deal with. And when you go to med school, you meet some really awesome people and everyone has their awesome traits some people come from really difficult backgrounds and they overcame really difficult adversity some people played collegiate sports and they were d1 athletes and some people have like tons of research already done under their belt and some people did really cool global mission trips and uh, helped with disaster so there's people from all walks of life and you're constantly thinking like wow like what have i done to be going to school with these people and that's the problem because you forget how awesome your own story is because you're always thinking about other people. And that's one of the biggest challenges that you have to deal with and overcome is understanding that you know what I've done has a lot of value and my story when I share it with people impresses them. And they're like, wow, like you really did all that and you came all this way. So sometimes the, the validation is, is good, but sometimes it just comes to, down to you recognizing I am enough. I belong here, and I deserve to be here. and that's that's the biggest thing. Once you can realize that and tell yourself that every day, I feel like you'll be in a much better headspace. And at that point, you know when you're in the when you're in the trenches and you feel that imposter syndrome, you feel like, okay, like, Am I keeping up with everyone else? This person's doing this right now. This person's doing that right now. This person's shadowing. This person's already doing a research project. It will definitely happen. And in those moments, you gotta be like, I'm doing me. And if I do me the right way, I will get to where I need to be. People have different paths. And I tell people that all the time. Time is just a construct and you're always worried about time and like getting married early, having kids early, finishing med school early, all these things. You know, school is the same thing. Don't worry about when you finish, just finish and get to that end goal. And that's something that I've been trying to tell myself every day. And obviously, I'm human. I forget that. And the best advice I have to anyone is just... Remind yourself of that. Write it somewhere in your room so you can see that in the morning. So you can just have that friendly reminder on the fridge, in the bathroom, in your bedroom, somewhere. That you deserve to be here. And you have a long way to go. But if you just keep at it and you keep focused, you will blow away all of your own expectations. And people will be comparing themselves to you. What do you got to say about that, Parham? I just got to have like a moment of silence like that that,
4: that, yeah. that was some knowledge that was just
0: dropped yeah, right now so.
4: that was some pep talk that, that was, was like a, that was a miracle yeah. on ice yeah. I, that feel was... <laughs> yeah. I feel better yeah. I feel mean, good I can play hockey now yeah. <laughs> yeah. so uh, I'm gonna just go from football to swimming now
3: yeah. <laughs> 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 nice.
4: big yeah. facts yeah I think those points were really really great Sareesh. Um just you know my experience with imposter syndrome and maybe this is just Probably the definition of it but it's sort of like this feeling of not belonging this feeling of feeling like you're gonna be found out as a fraud and this feeling of that you know you are just not adequate enough um despite the fact that you've had proven success and I think it's really easy for us to um, mitigate our successes and focus on our failures and I think that's one of the big things is like whenever we look back, we, we always think about, oh, I didn't do this or I wasn't able to do that. Not realizing that, you know, we were able to do a lot of other things that helped us get to this point. Um, I guess for me with imposter syndrome, I feel like I felt it a lot coming into med school. Um, I'm actually one of the only I'm one of three students in our class that actually came straight into med school. So I took no time off between undergrad and here and. It, every time I talk to someone it's like oh yeah I, I spent like three years uh, I spent three years uh, working in, as an EMT or I spent like 10 years working in healthcare consulting or I spent five years like working in this clinic and they've had all these great experiences so yeah and every time I you know think about that I, I realize like you know I literally just finished undergrad I took a summer off. It didn't really do anything this summer, and I'm here now. And it's, it's a lot for me to realize that, you know, I'm here because I have a story that, you know, resonated with mm. um, the admissions committee. And I think one of the biggest things I've realized with imposter syndrome is it's in human nature to sort of doubt ourselves. Um, we, there's going to be points and no one's perfect to say that you're not going to doubt yourself. But to realize that there are other people that saw Success in you and that's the reason why you're here Um, With regards to medical school, it's the admissions committee and the doctors that you know interviewed us Saw us as future colleagues and they saw our successes and felt that you know We have it in ourselves to get through the rigorous grind of medical school um, To become amazing physicians And so I think that's something that I have to keep reminding myself of whenever I start looking around and seeing that, oh, maybe I'm not good enough, is to realize that, you know, even though I might not see it for myself, but someone else did. And that's the reason why I'm here. And just building off of Sarusha's point, um, I really, really agree with the fact of like not comparing yourself to other people because you never know that, you know, what. That person's doing versus what you're doing, it can be two different things. You can see like you know maybe this person's using flashcards and they're you know reading these textbooks and they're doing this and you know your way of studying is like focusing on maybe the syllabus and like doing practice questions and two very different ways but can both be successful. And I I think one of the biggest things I realized is there's multiple ways to be successful in medical school. Um, first, not only in medical school but also getting in. So there's no like right way, wrong way to get here, but really recognizing the fact that um, you can not compare yourself to other people because um, at that point is where you're going to start feeling like, oh, I might not be good enough because someone else is doing something that maybe you haven't. But that's my two cents on it. And yeah, what do you think, Bobby? No, I completely
2: agree with everything you said. And it's hard to not compare yourself when you have such great classmates and such amazing people that are succeeding and that are motivating you, and they, they want to share their resources with you. Like a lot of people have different ways of studying, and although that may work for them, it's a little bit it's a little difficult to judge what will work for you. And I'm still figuring that out for myself. Like I'm still learning uh, whether some classes might be better for me to attend class or other classes might be better for just looking at outside resources, and um, it varies for me because some classes. I might not even want to attend and others I have to go to every single one and I think that's something that I'm still learning and it'll probably continue throughout my first and second <laughs> might just continue throughout medical school honestly <laughs> I don't think I'll ever be ready until Yeah, it's hard to assess um, how well you're doing even though exams might tell you that exams aren't everything and I think it's better to just do you and exactly what everyone has said in the past, like exactly what these three guys have said. It's better to do you and be yourself. And as far as imposter syndrome, um, I actually felt that immediately um, after our first quiz, cause I didn't do too well. I I barely passed our first quiz and I was like, I studied so much. I studied maybe like every single free moment we had outside of class. and. And if I just was barely scraping by, I knew I had to make some major changes, and I reached out, I had a lot of support, a lot of help from everyone, and I found what worked for me. And now I'm still like building on that each day. And I know that although I didn't do well in the past, like there's always room for improvement, and there's a reason why they chose us, like like you said, like they they went through a really, really long process, and they know that you're the one here that they want, and it's hard for you to understand that until you reach the end goal, but yeah. Well said, man. Yeah, it's something I'm still thinking about, but
1: I honestly feel like it's like something that we'll probably deal with for uh, most of our careers. I feel like because it, it, it's such a. I mean, one an orientation talks. One of the doctor, doctor, one of the doctors said, um, uh, like sometimes he thinks, like, why do I deserve? how do I deserve to be in this position? And he was a psychiatrist, and he's like, no other no other position in, in the entire world you can go, like, tell someone, like, hey, tell me your, like, deepest, darkest secrets, and I'm here to help you. Like, if you're a surgeon, you can't be like, hey, I'm just going to cut you. Like, no other place or uh, situation you can be like, I'm just going to cut this guy open to help, you know, help him. But, like, we get to do these type of things. And we, we I think, um, especially when you put on that white coat and your stethoscope over your neck and uh, you walk into that room it's uh, like a lot of things are like a lot of um, privilege or like a lot of a lot of things you can you're able to cross and um, really do what you love to do so I think I think it's something that most of us will be learning or continually dealing with as we approach our careers in medicine. So I think um,
5: imposter syndrome is self-doubt. I think it's anxiety. I think it's comparing yourself to others. And um, I've always felt very confident in my decisions and um, don't think I have felt too much imposter syndrome. Uh, however, it's really hard not to compare yourself to everyone here. Um, you know, the people have been doing amazing things and they're continuing to do amazing things even in medical school. Like I'll be honest, sometimes I compare myself to Bobby because he's doing so much right now, dude. This guy's a, this guy's a flashcard king. He's doing he's shadowing. He's doing he's doing a lot. And I'm really really impressed, and he pushes me to do better. Um, but I gotta understand that Ortho Bobby and I are on different paths, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, and uh, it's it's it it, it it motivates me, and it um and but. At the end of the day, you have to really think about what you're doing and be comfortable with what you're doing. And I think I and I think I am. I think I am. I think that um, you know he's pushed me to to do more, like you know shadow this neurosurgeon and. Um, how? But dealing with imposter syndrome, I think first you need to be comfortable with yourself. I think you need to. I think you need to have. A goal in mind, a reason why you're doing it, and visualize the path of how you're going to achieve it. You know, I've known I wanted to be a doctor my entire life. The very first thing I wanted to do was be an astronaut. The very this is like in kindergarten. The very second thing I wanted to do was be a doctor, and it has never changed since then. So, in terms of imposter syndrome for becoming a doctor and thinking I don't belong, I didn't experience that too much, thankfully. Um, however, uh, seeing what everyone's doing around me is. Um, this, it's kind of causing this stress, but I think it's a good type of stress. I think it's a stress that's actually pushing me and not hindering me. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's my experience. Um, fortunately it's not, it's not too bad. And, um, I always like to try to see the good, the good in things. So
3: yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, yeah. Imposter syndrome. Um, I like that we've talked about it a lot because I think it's a really important concept. And it's a tough one to pin down and it's different for everybody. Um, I think for me, what I've realized, um, especially here, is um, I think it comes from two of the toughest things that for us to conceptualize are self and time. And I think the first one, we have a tough time seeing ourselves maybe accurately or as accurately as other people can. So when we look out, we see people like, oh my God, they're doing this. That's amazing. How are they doing this? I'm not on that level. And I think we have a tough time seeing that in ourselves. Um, and it's a good thing at times because it pushes us to keep improving and doing better. Um, and it can, be, it can be a bad thing when it becomes too comparative or so stressful that you don't know what to do. You're anxious and don't feel adequate for anything. Um, but I think that's a big part of where it comes from is that self-actualization. It's, it's difficult um, the ruler can't measure itself. You know what I mean? Like it's tough. Um, Whoa. yeah. Dang. <laughs> and I did then nothing about that. <laughs> yeah. And then the, uh, the second part is the time aspect. I think when we do look at other people, it's hard for us to conceptualize time. So you might see a physician, a fourth year, a resident, a third year, a second year, whatever year it is, like even just, yes, those second years right above us, you look at them and you're like, Oh, I'm never going to be there. And you forget that at least 365 days if not years went into them being where they're at Um, and I think trying to expand that out and be like you know what they have so many hours under their belt and they have so many great mentors and they have done so many great things you know in the time that led them to this place and I'm gonna get there too and there might be people looking at us the same way they're like I'm never gonna be that but it's like no no we're just ahead of you in time we just have had more opportunities to do more. Or we've learned these things. And I think that's a really important thing to remind us is like when you see somebody who's doing amazing things, the best thing to think is just, I'm going to get there and not I'll never be there or I'm not that. You know what I mean? So that's what I've tried to remind myself. So that's a lot of what I think imposter syndrome comes from, at least in my opinion. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows?
1: Very well put. Yeah. Thank you all for sharing. Um, I think at least my, uh, to wrap wrap up the conversation, and kind of my my takeaway, and it's something I want to add to it too, Um, I think uh, the biggest theme that is kind of set around is uh, having faith in yourself and really believing in yourself. Um, I think that's like the biggest thing in terms of going into like a new environment, Um, just kind of knowing that it's going to happen. And I know it's harder said than done. I know uh, before I've I've had trouble with... um, you know, kind of believing in myself because the pre-med track is kind of rough and um, it is high standards, really uh, rigorous, and it's it's hard to um, believe that. But I think I think once you get over that that fence and you truly have faith in what you're doing and uh, all your actions, um, I think it's 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 kind of like the law of attraction. Like if you know it's going to happen, it's it's going to happen. Um, but it's just it's just knowing that it's going to happen and acting like. It's going to happen. Um, I I did watch a YouTube video a couple weeks ago, and it was this guy that uh, it's kind of like a like a life speech, life coach type of dude. But he like was really successful in business and things like that. And he said that um, he was he from a from a young age up until now, he's always been a hard worker, but he never had self esteem because his parents were always hard on him um, and never really uh, showed gratitude or any uh, like proudness of him. And um, and then he, he got a great mentor, and then one of the, one day his mentor's like, oh you're still working like it's late at night why aren't you going home? He's like, oh yeah like I'm just you know here to do work. And he's like, okay. And he's like, you're doing a great job. And then he another day he told him that like uh, he asked him like who, who who do you who do you idol? And he's like, oh I idol like Clint Eastwood like he's rugged he's handsome he's like he's like the dude. And he's like, okay cool. I want you every day to tell yourself that you're rugged and you're handsome. Every chance you get just do it. And then every day every morning every chance you got. He just said, "I'm rugged, I'm handsome." and then his confidence just boosted and then he, he got to a point where he was like, okay I'm going to be the best like real estate. he was in real estate I'm going to be the best real estate agent I'm going to be the best real estate. agent. I'm going to do this. Every, every chance he got just under his breath he just said it and said it and said it um, and I think that's something I'm, that I'm trying to incorporate and, and might not it might sound a little crazy, but um, I think it's generally kind of helped me in a way. Um, just every chance I got I'm like I'm, I'm going to be a doctor, I'm going to be a doctor, I'm a doctor, I'm a doctor And like in my head I just keep kind of repeating it. And like, I think that's, uh, I mean, it's a short time, but I feel like that's uh, a very like, positive um, thing to do for your own mentality in terms of like, um, earning your spot in, some, in a place that you don't feel like you um, belong. Um, anyone else want to add anything? I
3: think that's really well said.
1: Yeah, okay. Um, I think to wrap up our first, well first off, um, thank you for tuning in and thank you for my classmates My brothers, my family, Mm -hmm. um, for joining in. Yeah. Look at us. Look. Hey. Look at us. Look at us. Hey. 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 Look at us. Look
0: at us. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
3: Inside joke. Inside joke. (laughs) (laughs) If if, uh, anyone listening gets a chance, there's a really funny. What's the title of the video? It's Paul Rudd.
1: Hot Hot ones. Paul. Paul Rudd times two.
3: Yeah. Hot ones. Paul Rudd times Times two. two. (laughs) That's what that reference comes from. Yeah. (laughs) It's really funny.
1: Um, but yeah, thank you for tuning in. Um, we don't know how regular these episodes will be. Um, I guess, and we also don't have a checkout. Although, uh, hopefully we we'll find one, but <laughs> uh, we, I think we will. Uh, but I think yeah, for now, let's, let's go with, what did you say? Oh, I was just saying it's in the works. It's in the, the works. works yeah. It's in the works. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, na- it'll come naturally, hopefully. Yeah, yeah hopefully. Yeah, um, but I think for this one, I think we, we should just, I'm going to wrap it up as uh, um, have faith in yourself, believe in yourself, um, and it'll all work out. Until next time, S- see you later or <laughs> hear from off. you later. <laughs> Signing off. <laughs> Have a cool You've been <laughs> listening to <laughs> the imposter syndrome. <laughs> imposter
0: syndrome <laughs> Peace out.
3: Syndrome Syndrome Aye. <laughs> all, right. all, right. all right, thanks guys. <laughs> see you later. Got it. Cool.
5: Now listen to the sick outro I made.